Podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Week 12 in the books. Connor, huge weekend in college football. A lot of teams were put on upset alert, and most of them squeaked by without avoiding disaster. Yeah, it was a very, very weird weekend. It was kind of like a lot of teams kind of slept walk a little bit to begin games, and a little bit of scares, especially in the top five. But Connor, one team... His playoff hopes did die this weekend in a game that I wasn't even paying attention to, had no clue what was going on, did not even for a second think. It wasn't until, I think, like, what, 2 o'clock that I think you texted the me? The next day on Sunday. <laughs> and was like, I ended up falling asleep at like 9 o'clock on Saturday. Been sick all weekend, couldn't do it. Was like, holy shit, Tennessee lost. South Carolina 63, Tennessee 38. Wow. The uh, the uh, fucking upset that nobody saw coming. And it wasn't even really an upset. It was just an ass-kicking. Like, I, I had this on. Obviously, Tennessee was my favorite bet for this weekend. And God, did that... <laughs> go down in a fiery crash like but at least you like you said you hit the south carolina over yeah i was sitting on a push and like having to hope that they pulled an upset against clemson but they pulled off probably the harder upset oh yeah by far the harder upset and i mean i just there will be one moment that i will remember this game for and i will always call it the drop your nuts game i want to thank oh, cam yeah. smith for that amazing quote. I mean, seriously, where the fuck is this? This is the, like, when I projected South Carolina this season, like, I was high on them because I kind of liked what Shane Beamer was doing there. Hit the portal hard, got Rattler out of the portal. I know a lot of people were down on him. But to the extreme of what I could see South Carolina being with Rattler being the quarterback, this was the extreme that I saw. I, I, but we haven't seen it all season except for this fucking game. But I want to give props to Spencer Rattler. 30 for 37, 438 yards, and six touchdowns. Wow. Like, of all times to have your best game in probably the biggest matchup. Like, the, I cannot believe it. South Carolina had a total of 12 drives. Two were at the end of the half and to end the game. They had one punt, and all other nine of their drives ended with a touchdown. And this was a team that I thought was about to fire their OC. Like, I thought Marcus Satterfield was on the hot seat because the offense looked like shit. It was mostly held together by the defense. And props to the defense for being able to slow down, slow down Tennessee's offense enough. 
And I mean, the what we all we, we all viewed as the Achilles heel of this Tennessee team was their defense. And it fully got exposed against a team who failed to get over 300 yards in three of their four pass or three of their past four games. And you allowed 606 yards. And you also allowed the most points in an SEC game in Tennessee history. That, I mean, that's just embarrassing. Now, I do want to give my thoughts and prayers to Hendon Hooker. That was a bad injury. Obviously, we all know the news now that it's a torn ACL and he's done for the season. But also, like, at the same time, they were already down 31-49 with, like, I think it was 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter when he went down. Like, this game was kind of starting to reach or get out of reach. I know he ended up, like, on the injury, he ended up fumbling. South Carolina gets the ball in plus territory and takes only 17 yards to score another touchdown. But They were pro—I don't think Tennessee was winning this game regardless, to be honest. Yeah, I yeah. mean— Watching this game, like with Hendon in there, like the offense just did not look good. Yeah, thirty-eight points still for like a Tennessee team against a South Carolina team. You're expecting at least a fifty burger, or at least like forty-two points. I mean, you know I mean? like there was there was a reason this spread was at twenty-two or twenty-one. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I mean, yeah, it. I I feel bad for Tennessee fans because. If we if we talked to a Tennessee fan at the beginning of the season and told them, "Hey, you go ten and two, they would take that in a heartbeat. But now, after the way the season's played out, this is just heartbreaking. Yeah, especially to lose a game like this to an opponent like this. You made Spencer Rattler like basically look like the guy we saw in all those Elite Eleven camps. Like, mm-hmm. I think he had a sub one touchdown to turnover ratio before entering this game, and then he just lit them the fuck up I like I said I was so oblivious to this and this was never like I was like I said I was sick went to bed early on Saturday night would never have crossed my mind that Tennessee was gonna lose this football game yeah I mean there was a point at halftime that I was like I mean I have to throw money on Tennessee money line right like South Carolina is gonna find a way to fuck this up right yeah okay. <laughs> Like, I love South Carolina. I love you. I've been backing you all season. But, I mean, let's admit, like, it, you had to have been a little bit worried. Even at halftime, Tennessee was still minus two and a half. And I forget what the score was, but they were still down multiple scores. Yeah, I think we got a little accustomed to Tennessee being this, like, juggernaut that's been around for years and years and years. And, like, well... Let's pump the brakes a little bit. This is, you know, this is an aberration. We normally, like, past Tennessee teams, would be the reverse. They'd be up like this, mm-hmm. and you're like, how is Tennessee going to blow it? Now we're used to Tennessee just having that explosive offense and winning all these games, and unfortunately it didn't come out, and that's going to destroy their playoff hopes. That sucks. It really yeah. sucks, especially when you have Vandy up next. Granted, Vandy's won their last two SEC games. But still, like, you look like you were a mortal lock for the playoff. Mm-hmm. You honestly just had to come away with a win in this game, and you yeah. might have still made it in, but <sighs> fire, fiery crash for it to end. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. But like you said, that quote out of the game, I did see that the next. That's actually how I found out they lost the dropping nuts game. I was like, well, I saw that uh, 
somewhere on Twitter that somebody did that. And I'm like, what was the score? Like, I didn't even think that game. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> 63 to 38. Holy crap. All right. Let's move on here. Let's go to the TCU-Baylor game. TCU survives 29-28 at Baylor. TCU survives again. <laughs> in one of the most stressful – I was actually helping my brother move at the time, so I was watching the game on my phone while driving home. It's probably not a good thing to say, say, say but I was yeah, watching my phone. probably not, buddy. The holy crap was that ending stressful. Oh, my God. Like, obviously, I had TCU. I still – like, there was – I still – thought there was a chance near the end of that game but I mean yeah I was watching the play and I was like wait they ran it I'm like and then the clock's running and I I look I'm like oh my god they don't have any timeouts and we've I don't know how many times I've watched it that this that play just ends tragically like just bad and I was like oh god oh god oh god and I mean, just pure as day right through. Yeah, did you have any faith in that kid? When I saw that and saw the scrambling, I'm like, there's no way in hell. Well, and, and the fact that he missed the extra point, which made this such a weird score. But, yeah, I was I was a little bit nervous because you don't, you don't really know how much teams actually practice that. Because you don't really – well, I don't want to say you don't really think you're in that situation. But it's not like you're practicing that, like – 20 times per practice or 20 times in a week. You might only be doing it a handful of times. Yeah, probably like your two-minute drills and stuff like that. It might be something that the coach throws out there for you to But do. with all the frantic part, like in a live game, that's so hard to simulate because you have the linemen coming on, making sure the right people are out there, making sure everybody's set, know, know the count, everything like that. Whew. Like I like not even a TCU fan and like sweating the hell out of that, but I mean there there was more to it than just this play. I mean it was a hell of a game, and the crazy thing was everything broke the right way or everything went the way that Baylor wanted it to. They were able to control the time of possession three. or 3358 to 2602 they were able to limit the explosive plays it was only a couple plays that you actually allowed over 30 yards one of them being i think the 77 yard t- was it a touchdown or i can't can't fully remember i mean that game was a couple days ago but uh and like able to keep Quentin Johnson intact or at bay even though he was still like a little bit banged up but everything went the way Baylor wanted it to that in order for Baylor to win like this is how it had to be scripted and they still lost well it's and like I was checking the scores and just like kept kept updating up kept updating kept updating and it was like oh it's a, a stereotypical TCU game you're like oh TCU got got there it is. There it ends the season. There goes the playoff hopes. And then slowly chugging, chugging, chugging right back into the game, right back in the game. And then I finally like driving home and I'm like, oh shit, they have a chance to win this. And I turn it on and then what do you know? Right down the fucking middle. Yeah. I I'm mean, like, I, 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 it's crazy because like I feel like everybody just wants TCU to win. Nobody believes that they're actually a top four team. I don't know. 
how I feel about that, but they just keep fucking winning. And at the end of the day, what more can you ask from this team but to just keep winning? Yeah, likewise, we talked about a little bit on Friday's episode that we think this is it's the weirdest like layup as a team of destiny that the the stereotypical American sports fan would call them, but nobody calls them that. No, like literally nobody calls them that. Yeah, I mean, just I, sorry, but like I know not not a chance in hell do I think they're one of the best four teams in the country. But it looks they have a really really damn good shot of getting there though. Mm-hmm. They you do. Know, you can only you can only win who's in front of you. Granted, they've had some some hell of a luck but also kudos to them for also exit there is also a thing i know especially in basketball there's a ken pomp stat called luck there's also something about being good down the stretch too Mm -hmm. like yes luck does play a factor but you also have to go out and execute and honestly with these last two games like finding a way to win ugly like that matters the the these last these last two games like it hasn't been the uh blow this team out like it's always been they just keep finding a way it like it's insane but also like i just wonder how much longer can this keep going yeah because i guarantee so as of right now we're just going to assume kansas state and tcu win it is now to a two-point favorite on a neutral with kansas state kansas state will be a favorite on the, on the neutral at TCU or against TCU or whatever. The thing I mean, I going considering I have a ticket on Kansas State to win the Big Twelve. It would be nice for Kansas State to be favorite, so I have yeah, a hedge. You have a hedge there, but I mean, even even if Kansas State ends up losing, their opponent is going to be Texas. So no matter what, that Big Twelve championship is going to be. A test. I know know that they beat Texas. You know what Texas would be? My power ratings? Oh, God. Seven-point favorite again. It's six. (laughs) It's six. Well, they were already a seven-point favorite over them. So it dropped a little bit. And it will actually be a neutral site. So, But, yeah, I mean, if they win the Big 12, they're fucking in. No ifs, ands, buts about it, no matter how many. Well, if they win the Big 12 and don't lose to Iowa State. Yes, exactly. Yes. They're still Cuz they've already clinched their spot. Yeah, but obviously run the table, win the Big 12. Yes. You they're in after what happens after that, well that's for the playoff to decide. <laughs> Worries me a little bit cuz this gives me a little bit of like Notre Dame and Cincinnati put up an okay fight against Alabama, but like gives me like a little bit of Notre Dame fight vibes like they're going to make the playoffs, and then here comes the other ass-kicking. Or even, like, Oklahoma vibes. Or something like that, too. Granted, I don't think we saw the Oklahoma one like that, though. Like, we thought back then we still were open to the idea that Oklahoma was a really damn good football team. And yeah, but it was points. it was more the offense than the defense, and then the, the differential yeah. really showed in those games. Except for, obviously, the... Uh, Baker Mayfield won where Georgia ended up coming, coming back. back. And yeah. yeah. You know what it really reminds me of is the Alabama Notre Dame BCS national title where everybody and their mom was just watching that game like this is going to literally, unless you were a Notre Dame fan, you knew Alabama was beating the piss out of them. Mm-hmm. But you know what? TCU, kudos to you. Go out there. If you make to the playoffs, shut them up. At least also, put a fight up. Also, Sonny Dykes should be coach of the year. Oh, yeah. 100%. 
I mean, to take this program where it was after Gary left, like he didn't leave. Well, okay. Fire. I mocked them for also for firing Gary Patterson. Yeah, but near the end of that season, that team like it seemed like they really stopped playing for him. And just to see how quick this change has been, I mean, I wonder if could Sonny Dykes be up? Well, there's no there's no real job that's actually better than TCU that's available. I would say if Arch Manning was not the co- committed to Texas, maybe that job would be open sometime soon. But we still think the Arch Manning. What card. if? What if? What if the A and M boosters find the money? Yeah, they would have to pay him a lot. I I mean, if they threw a good number out, I'm leaving TCU to go Texas A&M mm-hmm. all day. Like, especially if you could get a situation where it's like Jimbo's like Wait, pressure free. Would would Auburn be an upgrade? Yeah, I think. Oh so. yeah, oh yeah. But I mean, I think we. I think there's a lot of teams that are an upgrade. Like I would leave Texas if Lane Kiffin took. If Lane Kiffin takes that job, I would take Ole Miss over TCU. I'd take that job because I'm gonna get paid more. Yeah, it's just it's just also about like backing and everything like that. No, like, if you're talking about like situational situations to win and win a national title, then we're talking two different things. Yeah. But Ole Miss is the better job in TCU just because of the money and in the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. Could Do be. I have a better chance of winning a national title? Fuck no. Because mm-hmm. like, I go through Alabama and Georgia every year. Yeah, especially with Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big Twelve. That leaves the Big Twelve kind of wide open. That's where- TCU's conference. Yeah. Legit, at least in... Well, hey, hey, hey. Could be a Wildcats. It could be. It very <laughs> well could be. Well, but still, I mean, again, kudos to TCU. Kudos to Sonny Dykes having this team going. Yep. Uh, another team here that is still keeping their playoff hopes alive here. USC 48, UCLA 45. We laugh. I didn't. That number was insane. What it was ended up being like 73? 70. Or no. By kickoff, I got it at 73 and a half. By kickoff, that was at 76 and a half. And it shattered it. 93 points in this rivalry game. USC continues to keep their hopes alive. Connor, another one that I was, I was napping. I, <laughs> I felt like, I still feel like shit. You still feel like shit. I give yeah. you props for yeah. staying up all weekend. Yeah, apologies to anybody if our boy. Yeah. I know yours does. I can't tell how I sound. Yours sounds a little like nasally, but not as bad as mine. But yeah, I mean, you said combined ninety three points, combined one thousand one hundred and sixty two yards. That's probably more yards than Iowa's offense had all has you had might all not season. Be wrong. <laughs> but I mean, like just watching this game, just chef's kiss, man. This was. Such a great game. I was almost right that first team to 50 wins this. Just fell short. Well, and like I was, I was obviously we both backed you. I had money line. You were on the spread for the same reason that we always thought the Pac-12 finds a way to just cannibalize itself. And I thought on that last drive, like, if UCLA gets a touchdown and wins this game, man, I sound like a genius for saying first one to 50 wins. But, I mean, it was just hell of a game. It was kind of a slow start. Like, scoring didn't really start until 
end of that first quarter, but I mean, hell of a game from Caleb Williams. 32 for 43, 470 yards, two touchdowns, one INT, eight rushes for 33 yards and one touchdown. I mean, he did so great. I mean, he, I think he's right there for the Heisman, right? And I mean, I know the odds show it, but I really think that he's right there with CJ that if he keeps this up, he's going to end up, he could potentially up take the throne from CJ and win this shit. Well, didn't you say the the line got super close? I'll actually look it up right now. Yeah, last time I saw CJ was minus or like minus one thirty something. Okay, so current. Oh <laughs> Jesus, Stroud is yes, Stroud is minus one twenty five. CJ is right behind him at plus one twenty five. Or Caleb, yes, my bad. And then Coram, the outsider, at 12-1. to 1. Yeah, so, I mean, I think he's firmly in there. And good on the Trojans still being able to run the ball effectively without die. Austin Jones stepped up really great. 21 rushes for 120 yards, two touchdowns, an average of 5.7 yards per carry. Like, he looked pretty good out there. And I feel bad for... DTR because when you look at it like the four turnovers in in a game decided by a field goal like that doesn't look good but man did he play with his like everything he fucking could and kept getting dinged up kept trying to put the team on his back kind of played a little bit too much hero ball but he just like I remember there was one play when they're I think like on the 15 and he ends up running for a first down and puts his shoulder down trying to take out a linebacker and gets dinged up and the backup has to come in for a play. It's just like, God damn DTR. Like I know you want to win this game, but save your fucking body. Yeah. I mean, I've always loved DTR, but you know, I forget what the spread was. Cause I am taking this two and a half. Here. Yeah. So we end up losing there, but I was just a hundred percent convinced it was gonna the Pac twelve was gonna cannibalize itself. It happens every freaking year. I mean, I guess we still have one more chance in the if USC beats Notre Dame and then they in the uh Pac twelve I mean, title game. They but. Do, I think like we said, TCU's firmly in a spot. I think USC's firmly in a spot that you went out, you're in because obviously you're gonna ha- you're gonna end the season with a ranked win against UCLA, a ranked win against Notre Dame, and a ranked win against Oregon or Washington, potentially. Three ranked wins to end your season. Like, that gets you in. The thing that was holding back USC for so long was not having a ranked win. The only time that you played a ranked opponent was Utah, and you ended up losing. Now you're starting, at the end of this season, you're starting to get this resume you should be kissing Notre Dame's ass for actually getting their shit together and getting ranked. After we said when they might not make a bowl game, but we yeah. were that <laughs> Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I will present to there is two scenarios where I could see them winning out and still not getting in. That is if Michigan beats Ohio State, because I think the reverse, Michigan's got no shot. Ohio State beat Notre Dame. 
Mm-hmm. That's a good win. Michigan, it's not even like they beat had a weak non-con. Like it was all-time bad non-con. Like you, I guess UConn kind of turned it around, but you beat Hawaii and Colorado State. Those are two of the worst FBS opponents. They have no shot. Michigan loses, there's zero chance. Yeah, yeah, I I'm starting to get to that point. I guess if like you know Clemson lost, USC lost, and everybody's got two losses, then I okay. And TCU loses. Yeah, like something <laughs> crazy like that. Yeah, ultimate like doomsday yeah. scenario. But yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Or I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm not putting it past the committee to put LSU in if they win the SEC. Do I think they do? No, but I'm telling you. An SEC champion, even with two losses, as much as they love the SEC, I think they would probably put them in. So here's the thing about your scenario with like Michigan beating Ohio State. They'll have the common opponent with Notre Dame, but in I mean You also do have to think about the money and the, how much it draws. Like USC is a big fan base, but it's nowhere near Ohio well, State. Well, no, too. but also they're gonna be a Pac twelve champion. Ohio State wouldn't, and then you just like kind of s- got you kind at that point. It's kind of comparing losses, like losing to Michigan, who's in the playoff, losing to a Utah team that's a three-loss Utah team. I get that, and then like Ohio State's best win would be Penn, Penn State. State. What would USC's probably like? Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. I just see too much that they would put a Pac-12 champion USC over a one-loss Ohio State. But no, I get where you're coming from. But yeah, I I just think USC's in the driver's seat. Yeah, like what what would I do in that situation? I'm putting USC in all day. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that these committee members aren't watching nearly as much. Like I'm telling you right now, you watch way more games than they do. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, probably. The, at the end of the day, as it's shitty as it is because it is college kids and stuff like that, the 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 money does play a factor. As much as we don't want to admit it as like fans of the sport, it does help. Yeah. And that's going to be a big pull. No, I would put USC in as well, but no. All right, last of the big games this weekend, really. Probably going to be their opponent unless something crazy happens at Oregon State. Oregon 20. Utah 17, Bonix. Bonix had a a couple Bonix moments, but also Cam Rising had some Bonix moments. While USC UCLA was like the icing on the cake on what was a great day of uh, college football. Oregon Utah was the stomach ache that you have after you ate too much cake and you need to go throw up. This was just an ugly fucking game. I. Cannot believe I actually stayed up until damn near 2 a.m. watching oh, I believe it. all of this game while sick. <laughs> yeah. It was, oh, oh. I was so sick from watching it. It almost made me want to throw up. Like, it was just ugly, ugly, ugly. But also, I kind of feel like it was a game where both quarterbacks were not healthy. We already knew Bo was dinged up. And, like, we were questioning, is he going to even start in this game? But then, like, watching the game, like, I feel like Cam is nicked up pretty bad. Yeah, obviously, like I said, I didn't watch it. But I just, like, looked at the box score. I assumed Cam Rising was going to throw all over this Oregon secondary. Yeah, I think the one thing that, while Utah, it 
can throw on people, it's so much predicated on the tight ends that they don't really have that good of an outside threat at receiver to like burn Oregon secondary like you want them to. It's a lot different when you're trying to pass on a weak secondary with tight ends who don't really have athleticism or as as, as much athleticism or speed as a wide receiver. So, I mean, yeah, it was just an ugly, like, back-and-forth game. It was almost like, I don't want to win this game, you win this game. No, I don't want to win this game, you win this game. It was just, oh, fuck. It does, it does kind of suck that Oregon lost to Washington uh, last weekend because, like, next weekend would be awesome. Yeah, it, like, it could have been Oregon-USC- Pac-12 championship winner gets into the playoff, basically. Yeah, and unfortunately, we're going to be robbed of that. But, I mean, it's still no doesn't trip mean, to the Rose Bowl. Doesn't mean it's going to stop Oregon from playing spoiler. No, and you still get a trip to the Rose Bowl, which I still think holds a little bit of credibility. I know bowls aren't as big for a lot of teams now, but I feel like the Rose Bowl still holds a lot of weight. I mean, for a first-year coach and Dan Lanning, with all the changes that he made to this roster, like, yeah, I mean, if I were him, I'd take that every single day of the week. Obviously, you're upset that you had playoff aspirations up until that Washington game. But, yeah, I'd definitely take it. So, Connor, as always, I'm going to turn it over to you to kind of run down the rest of what was week 12 of the college football season. All right, let's give some shout-outs. Navy, 17, UCF, 14. A lot of people probably didn't pay attention or notice this happen because the game started at 11, which is always the weirdest fucking start for college football, but whatever. But yeah, I mean, UCF was basically in the driver's seat to make the American now. gets a little hectic. Yeah, uh, Tulane, is it Tulane Cincinnati this weekend? Yeah, kind of decides at least one spot. UCF, we'll, we'll get into that later. Okay. But uh, next shout out. Michigan 19, Illinois 17. We talked about it to begin with, but yeah, I mean, weird, weird that, like, I thought Michigan had a very good chance of blowing Illinois out in this game. Like, we kind of said, like, the Illinois wasn't a team to look past, and I think, and I thought that they would do, or wouldn't do that. I thought they were would prepare for, Illinois right and just came out a little lackluster now I understand Blake Corum gets dinged up and kind like a lot of questions going around obviously the big game this weekend about his health status but yeah I mean maybe it was a look ahead spot because of what this weekend holds for them but yeah all right next shout out FSU 49, Louisiana 17. This FSU team keeps being a wagon. And, I mean, as somebody who's been backing them all season, I couldn't be happier. Granted, it costs them their basketball team. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> all right, next shout-out. Not for the team that won, but the team that lost. Texas A&M 20, UMass 30. I ended up right before kickoff taking UMass plus 32 and a half. I was worried I was going to have to sweat it. Didn't even have to sweat what so fucking ever. No, not That, I mean, 
How much more embarrassing can this season get for A&M? The only thing that could really get more embarrassing is having to pay a man like $80 million not to coach. Yeah. And we say that now and then they're going to give LSU a run for their money this weekend. Yep, that would be so us. <laughs> All right. You already said it earlier. I was completely wrong about this team. Kudos to you. Vandy 31, Florida 24. My fucking God. Don't let them get hot. That's what they say about the Commodores. Don't let them. Oh, my God. How embarrassing for Florida. I mean, like, I I know I ripped the shit out of Kentucky for losing to Vandy, but, I, I, I mean, this Vandy team's live, man. They're, they're a hell of a team. Clark Lee. A lot dude. of fight this weekend against Tennessee. You're our rival. They're going trying to go bowling too they're five and six vandy going bowling i mean credit to clark lee for doing what he's doing there all right next shout out virginia tech 23 liberty 22 kind of a little bit of revenge liberty going into this game 10 point favorites and i also want to give a shout out to both of these teams uh virginia tech ended up coming out in their all orange uniforms liberty played in all navy given respect to virginia very, very classy move there. Uh, next shout out Wisconsin 15, Nebraska 14. <laughs> yeah, that's that's literally all you gotta say. Uh, next shout out Indiana 39, Michigan State 31 in double overtime. I forget, I think it was 24 to 7 that Michigan State was up at half. And absolutely blows it. My God. Yeah, that was another one for me that went under the radar. And I looked at the scores the next day and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking very, man. very hot and cold team, Michigan State, too. Yeah. I wonder if they're regretting their contract, too. You know, he's the second highest paid coach in college football. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the number one hot, number one paid coach is on the hot seat, too. But it's insane. I, Jesus Christ. Maybe like have like a, you know, a 10 win season. Or let, they might have won 10 games last year. No, I, I think they won 11. Okay. Or I can't. Well, let's, I can't. let's try to like duplicate that before we just throw millions and millions of dollars around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next shout out, Pitt 28, Duke 26. I really just want <laughs> to give this shout out because this was a great game. I ended up having a little bit of eyes on it, and it was very, very good game. Next shout out. Kansas State, 48, West Virginia, 31. A little sketchy to start for me. Yeah, but, I was looking at that, and I was like, oh, boy. But, I mean, Kansas State jumped out to a 14 nothing lead, and then all of a sudden, I like, I think I looked away for five minutes, and next thing I know, wait, West Virginia's back in this? Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. But uh, next shout-out, Houston, 42, ECU, 3. Damn. Yeah, where the fuck did that come from? Damn. Kind of saved Dana's job, maybe? Yeah, that was a shit kicking. I was like, where the hell was this? Yeah, no kidding. All right, next shout out. James Madison, 42, Georgia State, 40. I forget what the, they were down, but hell of a comeback by JMU. That, unfortunately for me, I believe was their sixth win, which... Destroyed my I think that was their seventh one. Oh, already was. Oh, I was already dead. Yeah. Even better. <laughs> Jesus, buddy. All right. Next shout out Oregon State 31, ASU 
seven. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This Oregon State team is no team to fuck around with. No, and what's that old thing? That thing that's been going around? Fuck around and you'll find out. Yeah. That could happen here on Saturday. We'll yeah. Get to that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, Corvallis is no joke. It's only a three and a half, too. <laughs> I know. Good luck, Oregon. All right, next shout out. Notre Dame 44, BC 0. Shit pumping. Yeah, just when I, I'm pretty sure on the recap of last week said something like BC's starting to kind of you know put it together a little bit. No, it was no. just it was just NC State. No, no, not at all. All right, next shout out, kind of for the other side, even though I still hate them. Georgia sixteen, Kentucky six. I mean, I was on this podcast saying Georgia could dictate this number, but I'll give credit to Kentucky. Their defense showed out this game. If they only had a good quarterback, they could have probably won this game. Yeah, or like a halfway competent quarterback. All right, next one, my team, OSU 43, Maryland 30. Still win by double digits. Yeah, a little scary. <laughs> a little scary. It was. It was. I, I will admit, but, I mean, it's kind of like I don't want to. All right, I'll give Michigan the same pass that I'm about to give Ohio State. That's what happens when you play a team with absolutely nothing to lose. And this is a Maryland team that they're the hardest that they played this season were against their two hardest opponents in Ohio State and Michigan. Granted, they did get their absolute doors kicked in by Penn State. Yeah. Slight rivalry game, though. But, I mean... We even talked this. We're high on this Maryland team. We just, like, unfortunately, you play. They have, I mean, they literally, like, they have NFL wide receivers on that team. And a pretty good quarterback. And their corners were actually playing very good. So, I mean, credit to Maryland that the two hardest teams that you played, you played your best games, but unfortunately couldn't come away with them. Yeah, talent's going to eventually trump everything. Next shout out. Clemson 40, Miami 10. Yeah, the under hit I was very happy about. And I'm pretty sure Clemson turned the ball over like four times. Yeah, Miami is so bad. So damn bad. All right, next shout out. Louisville 25, NC State 10. Damn. Yep, that's all. Granted, NC State is now down to their fucking four-string quarterback, which his last name is Finley, and I swear to God. How's it now Ryan Finley's brother? Dude, they have had like seven Finleys that have played at this for NC State. Their fucking stadiums has Finley in its yeah. fucking name. It's crazy. All right, next shout out: Texas fifty-five, Kansas fourteen. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, That's all I got. Uh, I think uh, Texas was a little pissed off from last year. Yeah, they were. They were not fucking around. Maybe maybe people have soured on Lightbulb and he can stay in Kansas. Yeah, that was that was tough. <laughs> yeah, next shout out. Iowa thirteen, Minnesota ten. I swore to God I was gonna bet that over. I didn't. Good call there. Yeah, I know. Great so, call there. Even with an should have been a pick six, but then I don't know how you review that and well, actually it blew blew the play dead, but he was not out of bounds. That should have been a touchdown, but yeah, good credit, one for to, Iowa. credit to Iowa. Seat. 
Alright, next shout out. The other upset that probably no one saw coming. Georgia Tech 21, UNC 17. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think they had a shot to make the playoff, really, but... Honestly, like, I think... Definitely not now. I I think more than anything, Drake May Heisman, that absolutely... Yeah, that killed it. Yeah, I feel I feel so bad for Josh Downs. I'm not sure if you saw that uh, fourth down play. Literally <laughs> wide open, front corner of the end zone, and he just dropped it. One of the best receivers in college football. Man, that was tough. Like, I know they were 9-1 and one before, but, like... I know power ratings aren't as important in football as they are in basketball, but I think that was going to kill them too. Because you know what they would be favored over Texas A&M on a neutral? Hmm. 0.5. Damn. Yeah, like the power ratings hate them. Like absolutely hate them. Well, yeah, and like – Because the defense is just – it's just not there. That and like their strength of schedule, strength of record wasn't looking that good either. They were – And they had – again, they've had some games where they probably should have lost. But also could have – beating a Clemson team that was – Yeah, that is true. I mean, who who knows, but otherwise, tough game for UNC. All right, next shout-out in a game that ended fucking crazy. Boise State 20, Wyoming 17. Boise State trying to close the game, running the ball. Running back fumbles. Wyoming runs it down to the field to, I think it was like the 25, 20 maybe. Next play, Wyoming's quarterback takes a shot to the end zone, picked off. And with that, Boise State clinches the Mountain West. But my God, I couldn't fucking believe it when I watched it. I like, and it was damn near poetic that. The announcer's like, God, God, be sa- careful with the ball. 2.5 seconds later, pick. <laughs> All right, next shout out. Ass kicking. Arkansas, 42, Ole Miss, 27. Damn. Like, wow. Arkansas, man, they were one of those teams that, like. So fucking hot and cold. Yeah, that I just it never. Have not had like any success betting on them or betting against them. Eh, I've had some success. Yeah, uh, yeah, you have. <laughs> Missouri State, thank you, and thank you, Liberty. But yeah, I mean, such a fucking hot and cold team. All right, next shout out: Oklahoma twenty-eight, Oklahoma State thirteen. Sorry, buddy. Uh, you know what I want to say, but I can't. I'm not doing it. Oklahoma State, <laughs> what happened? That was awesome. I was glad that kid was there. That kid, like, just uh, brings life into the room. And a pair of the players Look, were all have excited as shit to see him, too. I know how much you love that kid. And when I saw, like, the picture of him being there and then the video, I just lost my shit. And I'm like, I got to show Cody this. It's it was- just so fun to send it to your friends, like, when their team loses. Yeah, I know, and you better be careful, buddy. Oh, I know. You better oh, be careful. And the best thing is, like, my teams that I root for are, like, so relevant. They're not even good enough for him to do it. So, I can't like, wait for Duke, what happened? Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. All right, next shout-out. Wake Forest, 45, Syracuse, 35. I mean, 
There it I goes. feel so bad for Syracuse, man. It was fun while it lasted. It was. It was a lot was of fun. Is that five in a row? I think so. Yeah, they were 6-0, right? They were 6-5. Yeah, started off 6-0 and Yikes. dropped five straight, I think. But ain't they in the season with BC, so. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, next shout-out. I was on the other side of this one just because of how good they're able to run the ball, but the other team proved me wrong. LSU 41, UAB 10. I was kind of concerned that UAB was going to be able to run the ball all over LSU, but LSU in like kind of a trap spot with the rivalry game against Oh wait, fuck it's A and M. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. But Gray LSU keeping the train rolling, heading into that. They need those, yeah, chain. they need those style points. Granted, you still have to take care against take care of business against A and M, but uh, we've seen this A and M team. Yeah. All right, next shout out. Washington fifty four, Colorado seven. Yeah, Colorado. I I'm not saying anything nice about Colorado. I can't. <laughs> All right, next shout-out. scored shout- a touchdown. Next shout-out. Shout-out to the island, Hawaii 31, UNLV 25. Great win for the Rainbow Warriors. And yeah, hard come by right now. Now, Connor Rant time. I just want to say, if anybody backed me on the Cal oh, yeah. Stanford under I am so sorry. I did not know that Dave fucking Shaw down fucking 10 with five seconds left. No shot of winning this fucking game would try a 61 fucking yard field goal and the goddamn kicker would nail it. I'm not mad about the kicker. You went out there and nailed a 61 yarder as a college player. Congratulations. Fuck you, David Shaw. Stanford hates fun forever. Yeah, that's uh, there's no like X's and O's reason for doing that. It was just he did it to piss me off. Yeah, it was a sad field goal that was sixty. Super yards. sad field goal. I hope you lose Maybe, your job. The only thing I could think of is boost the kids' draft stock. That's the only thing I got. Fuck you, Shaw. All right, now for the next piece of business before we get to look ahead, I kind of. Went through, obviously, I don't know all of the components to these, but kind of want to go through the conferences and talk about the matchups that we already have some secured and what could happen and how that dictates how these conference championship games look. Obviously, in the ACC, we're already secured with Clemson and UNC in that game. Think it's gonna be a good game though. All right, next one, SEC. We already know what's going on there. Georgia LSU. <laughs> there is still some playoff implications. <laughs> I know you don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. All right, in the Big Twelve, we already know TCU has secured a spot now for their opponent. Kansas State wins. They're in. Kansas State or. Kansas State loses and Texas wins, Texas is in. And then obviously TCU's already in. Yeah, so. Okay. Pac-12, USC has already secured their spot. As far as the teams vying to play against them, Oregon win and they're in. Washington, if you want to get in, you have to win and you got hope for an Oregon loss. 
Which I don't. I do think that's going to be a really, really good game. I yeah, I do. I do. I think so. But also for Washington too. You know, don't not sleep in Washington State either. Now we get to the Big Ten where we haven't had shit decided. <laughs> On the West side, as crazy as it fucking is to say, Iowa win in their in. <laughs> That's crazy. Who do they have this weekend? Um, I have I thought I, had, I guess it wasn't important enough for me. Right? Oh, Nebraska. That's right. No, it's not happening. It's not. It's actually that that game is Friday too. So yeah, it's it's not happening. It's not happening. Can it happen? Now, obviously, Iowa loses. Team right there to take that spot. Purdue win. And they're in. If both lose, I have no fucking idea because so, Illinois is sitting there with three losses in conference too. But I think then they. I'm pretty sure they. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they lost to both Iowa and Purdue. We so. are going to figure this out right now. So, like the scenario happens, like you said, we're just gonna fill out this whole thing here. Before. So let's say Illinois wins. You're saying Nebraska and Indiana win. Mm-hmm. Who wins? Minnesota and Wisconsin. It's the only other side, team on the other side. It doesn't really matter. Let's just say somebody. Wisconsin. Illinois would get in. Really? Now, if Northwestern beats Illinois, it's back to Iowa. Yes. Okay. God so, damn this Big Ten West. So the Big Ten West is very is very hard. Um, Minnesota is eliminated and Wisconsin is eliminated. Yeah. So there is a chance. Wait, wait, wait. Did I do that right? Yeah. So it's I, it's between Iowa, Purdue, and Illinois. But Illinois obviously needs the most amount of chaos. Yes. Now, on the east side, we all know what it comes down to. Winner of that OSU-Michigan game, they're in. And probably in the playoff. All right, now to just give shout-outs to a lot of the uh, the group of five. In the Mountain West, we already have that decided. Boise State versus Fresno. You were shocked when I told you Fresno was in. I canceled Fresno for my mind. Good for them. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to Conference USA. UTSA has secured their spot. North Texas win, and they're in. Team I kind of want to get in there. North Texas loses, and Western Kentucky wins. They are in. Kind of would love to see Western Mm -hmm. Kentucky in there. All right. And in, I want to save the American for last because, goddamn. All right. In the MAC, Toledo has already secured their spot. And basically an elimination game. Winner of that OU Bowling Green game is in. Next one, Sunbelt. Coastal has already secured their spot. Troy wins. They are in. Troy loses. South Alabama wins. South Alabama's in. Now, to the American, where goddamn thank you UCF for completely fucking this up by losing to Navy. The winner of the Cincinnati-Tulane game secures a spot. After that, UCF is sitting there at 5-2. And, and they have the head-to-head with, against Cincinnati 
and Tulane. So it's almost like UCF beats or UCF beats USF and they're automatically in. That is true. With an with a win over I mean, I I'm also not gonna be I know they just lost the Navy. They're not losing to USF. But yes, if they win, they are in no matter what. If they lose the Cincinnati uh Tulane game does not mean anything. The team that throws the wrench in there is Houston. They are sitting there at five and two. Their only loss was to Tulane. They never played UCF and they never played Cincinnati. Um, from at- what I have it as Houston is eliminated. Really? Okay. Yes, they cannot make it. Damn. Well, eh, they could. No, there's. Oh no, because even if UCF even lost, because here's the scenario: if Tulane beats Cincinnati, Tulane oh, would yeah, be the- one, Cincinnati would be two. This is also factoring in a UCF loss. If UCF yeah, yeah, wins, they're automatically in no matter what, and then no. the winner of the Cincinnati Tulane game is in. Yep, Houston has no mathematical way of getting in. As long as the playoff predictor is correct, which it yeah, it's, is. Just, it's just confusing that if UCF loses, Cincy loses, Tulane Tulane gets that in, Houston and Cincinnati never played, and they both both lost to Tulane. Tiebreaker would be wins, total wins. Oh, okay, so then yep. that, yeah, okay, so yeah, so. I have it. Sorry, if, Houston. I thought you had a shot. Nope, you're dead. Nope. Damn it. I for, I always forget about that. That most places. Houston That's when the tiebreakers get crazy, and then you have the Ohio Valley Conference deciding, <laughs> deciding a spot with a coin toss. Yeah, that was. I, I'm not sure if you saw that going on. I forget what happened because I don't follow the FCS as much. But yeah, and deciding factor for the Ohio Valley Conference. Was a coin toss. Probably the most electric coin toss, though. It was live streamed. That's awesome. I know. I really, I, I got to it late, but yeah, fucking insane. All right, now to my look ahead. Hell of a slate this weekend. Well, actually, oh, it's week. yeah, of course, but obviously, and it's stretched out this whole week, and obviously with the holiday, we're gonna have our. Locks pod. We're gonna be recording it tomorrow. We gonna to put it out tomorrow, or we probably won't? put it out tomorrow. Listen to it on Thanksgiving when you're bored with your family. Yeah, yeah, and throw money while you're. And then tell them to download it too. <laughs> Subscribe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll have our locks pod out a little bit early. Even though we do have Thanksgiving off, we're probably part of the twenty five percent of Americans that have to work. On Black Friday. <laughs> yep. All right. On Thursday, while you're sitting there, stuff from all the turkey, Mississippi State at Ole Miss, the Egg Bowl. Going to be a great game. Yeah. I know you'll be watching that instead of the NFL games. Well, I mean, I, al- I always end up watching the NFL games no matter what. And I mean, I have to throw money on it, of course. Yep. And. I think I throw money on at least one player for every team playing to score, score touchdown. Touch yeah. yeah. But, I mean, could one of these coaches be looking at something different than the Eagle? You think Mike Leach was? 
Maybe. I don't know. You think he's getting any job offers? Do you have something I don't know? Like, like I don't know. Maybe Lane Kevin going to Auburn? I know that, but Mike Leach. No. You said both coaches. No, I said a coach. Oh, okay. I'm about to say, like, I was like, where the fuck's Mike Leach going? Colorado. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But, yeah, I mean, who knows with Lane Kiffin kind of – there's so many – last night was kind of crazy with all the rumors going around that yep. he, it was a done deal. An amazing troll job by Lane as well. Is it a troll job, though? He, I mean, he's slander. I don't want to say slandering, but he's making fun of this dude for making that report. But what, I mean, what if it comes out Friday? Oh, yeah, I am taking that job. Then it's kind of a troll move. I don't know if it's a troll move. If you, if it's, if the thing that you're trying to troll was actually true. right. Very true. <laughs> but Friday, hell of a slate, starting even at noon. We got Tulane at Cincy. Obviously, I already said what the implications are there. Winner goes to the American Championship. Also Friday, Baylor at Texas. Just because of how Baylor played against uh, TCU, very interested to see how this goes. Get it? I think it could be a good game. Also Friday night. Could be an absolute ass-kicking, but it's still a rivalry game, so I'm going to enjoy it. NC State at UNC. Yeah. That spread, just... though, a little bit weird. What is it? It's only six and a half. That is weird, especially for an NC State team. That I mean, I know North Carolina's it, defense it, But sucks. I wonder how much is that predicated on NC, St- NC State's defense, possibly. Yep. Oh. And North Carolina having a little less to play for now. Great. Yeah. It's still a rivalry game, but. Yeah. No. Now. The great game, in my opinion, Friday night. Florida at FSU. I cannot wait for this game. I think Florida State probably is going to beat the piss out of them. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But All right. Now getting to the Saturday slate. Obviously, we all know what's at stake at noon. That shit up north versus Ohio State. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Michigan at Ohio State. Was this the first time they both been undefeated since 06? Was it 06? I I think I It was 06, 07 or 08. I know that. I, no, it was it was 06 was the 1 versus 2, but I also feel like just a couple of years ago we it was No, because remember Michigan couldn't get past Michigan State like every year. Yeah. Yeah, even not. last year they had Maybe that's before. what it is, but Obviously, this is huge, huge for both one, sides. One, well, for yeah, for both sides, and somebody sitting at this table right now. I want. I don't want to say anymore. I want. I want to yeah, say. Yeah, we'll really, really dive into that game tomorrow. Actually, all right, and then got the Iron Bowl, Auburn, Alabama. Who fucking knows? Yeah, I think this game will be a little closer than most people think. Yeah, I think I think it ha- there's a good chance for that. They're really getting behind Cadillac at, at Auburn, granted, Eve. And you, <laughs> you can bet his your ass he's going to have these players up and ready to play. They might get the shit kicked out of them, but th- that team is not scared, and they're not going to back down from anything. Nope. All right, and then, obviously, we got Oregon at Oregon State. We've talked about this a lot. I'm probably going to end up covering it for, our net, oh, for yeah. tomorrow. But – 
I think it's going to be such a hell of a game. Hostile environment and everything. All right. Next, Kansas at Kansas State. Big game for me. Yeah. Big game for me. They definitely need this one. Kansas State, this would be and huge I'm so, for your ticket. I'm so fucking nervous. I really am. Because it's also the team that we've been... <laughs> we've been on... We, all season. We, we we fell off. We got off at the right time. We got yeah, off the train. Yeah, we did. But we did. what if that little train just comes right back? God damn. All right, next one, Apple Cup, Washington at Wazoo. I cannot wait for this Like game. you said, Washington needs a win here. If Oregon goes down, they have a chance to play in the Pac-12 title game, and Washington State's no slump. This next one could be very ugly, but I'm just going to give it like a shout-out. Minnesota at Wisconsin. Oh, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly It might as be a good fuck. game, but it's going to be ugly. Ugly as fuck. All right, and just because they pulled the major upset, South Carolina at Clemson. And it's a rivalry game. Oh, well. my God. I... Could they do it back-to-back? 14 Could and they a half is the number. Could they do it? Could they do it? Next one, Coastal at James Madison. Did you see this line? No. James Madison's minus 14. Against Coastal Carolina? Yeah, granted, McCall's out. Minus 14. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're getting a little crazy here, I think, but continue. All right, next one. In the state of Kentucky, Louisville at Kentucky. I think this has a chance to be a very good game. Could be an ugly fucking game, but could be a good game. Do you have any idea what the line is on that? Three. Four. Kentucky. Ooh, I like the other side. Somebody already grabbed it at four. Okay. <laughs> All right, next one. Not really a rivalry game, I don't think. Maybe you being the master of this team will know. Wake Forest at Duke. No, not really. But I think it could be a very good game. It could be. And then one that's got playoff implications all over it, Notre Dame at USC. What time is that game? I think it's at night. I think it might be one of the primetime games. Because if that is a 9 o'clock game, that has (laughs) – that game is at okay, so no, it's at seven thirty. Yeah, because obviously they gotta get the Notre Dame fans too. So mm-hmm. I was about to say if that was like a late, late kickoff, that has a Notre Dame upset written all freaking over. Numbers five and a half. So that one's a little tricky. I don't. I'm obviously this is gonna be one we're gonna break down too. I'll be interested to see what you, your opinion is on that tomorrow. So that basically wraps up the look ahead for Week Thirteen, our final week before conference championships don't tell me that well this podcast is going to come out here soon so i'll give you a play for the day i'm taking the louisiana raging cajuns plus three against smu terrence lewis and jordan brown have been looking very good the same louisiana team that made it to the sunbelt title game last year i love this team and smu has been sleepwalking so you betting right now uh no i mean i i was going for my play in a real sport. Uh, wow, this line dropped. I don't care. Uh, lay the points. Take Ohio. Minus six against Bowling Green. I'm sorry. I wish I could give out my pick of uh, Texas Tech. Minus 13 and a half. Oh, yeah, Connor's play of the day is whenever Louisville plays. Just fade Louisville. It, and it's I don't working. fucking care. They're just so bad. lay the points. But for college football purposes... Lay the points with Ohio. 
Awesome. All right, we're out of here. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.